Alright. So, we were uh, in chapter 1, canto 7 of the Srimad Bhagavatam. The Supreme Lord is equal to everyone. So, now we will start from the verse 26 because we completed it in 1225. Alright. Therefore, by enmity or by devotional service, by fear or by affection or by lusty desires, but all of these are any one of them, if a conditioned soul somehow or the other concentrates his mind upon the Lord, the result is the same. For the Lord, because of his blissful position, is never affected by enmity or friendship. So, in this verse, what is he saying? He is saying that if you have any of these conditions for the Lord, whether you are a very great devotee of the Lord, that means you have the highest form of devotion also, or whether you have by fear, suppose you are afraid of God, so because you are afraid of God, you keep on thinking of God all the time, 24 bar 7, alright, or by affection, that means you are just in love with God, or even if you are or by lusty desires, even if you are lusting for God. So any kind of desire that you have for the divine, that is the supreme divine consciousness, is all, any one of them or both of them or many of them. You can use any of these methodologies of reaching the divine Lord. So any of these tracks are okay. So you can use it by means of love, hate, lust, desire, all kinds of things. So that is the reason why the Lord is not at all concerned about it because why is he not concerned about it? Because he is neutral as far as he is concerned. He looks at everything as one and the same. There is no such thing that like say for example when we hate somebody, we don't like that person, we use a lot of negative feelings and negative kind of things in our world. But whereas the Lord is concerned, no. In his world you are full of he is in a blissful state. He is always in a state of Satchidananda. Satchidananda means complete bliss, state of tranquility, bliss, peace and so on and so forth. So when the Lord is in that condition and even if you are throwing your tantrums at Him or even if you are uh, you know, having uh, feelings which are hate, you know, of hatred towards Him, it does not really matter to Him. Narad Muni continued, By devotional service, one cannot achieve such intense absorption in thought of the uh, Supreme Personality of Godhead as one can through enmity towards Him. That is my opinion. So, Narad Muni is now giving his opinion. He says, The amount of hatred that you have for a person. Actually, what happens is, the amount, you may have love, but it turns also towards a different object. Whereas when you hate somebody, you hate that person from the bottom of heart. Like say for example, countries which are hating each other. Like today, whatever the condition might be, that one great country is hating another great great country. Like South Korea, North Korea. Now, can they ever have love for each other? So everything that they are doing, say something happens to the internet, they are going to blame North Korea. Something happens to some of their ships getting sunk, just because of some problem, they will blame North Korea. It's exactly like how India blames Pakistan and Pakistan blames India for everything. 
सो इट्स लाइक एन एनिमिटी एनिमिटी टूवर्ड दिस पर्सन कीप्स अस ट्वेंटी फोर बार सेवन एंगेज इन द थॉट सो नारदा सेज दैट वेन वी आर हैविंग दिस काइंड ऑफ एन एनिमिटी टूवर्ड्स गॉड वी आर कॉन्स्टेंटली थिंकिंग ऑफ हाउ टू नलीफाई गॉड हाउ टू डिस्ट्रॉय गॉड हाउ टू कीप ऑन एंड दैट इज वॉट इंक्रीज इज द डिवोशनल एस्पेक्ट ऑफ बींग विद द लॉ अ ग्रास वम कन्फाइंड इन अ होल ऑफ अ वॉल बाय अ बी ऑलवेज थिंग्स ऑफ द बी इन फ्यर एंड एनिमिटी एंड लेटर बिकम्स अ बी सिंपली बिकॉज ऑफ सच रिजेम्बलेंस रिमेंबरेंस सिमिलरली इफ द कंडीशन सोल somehow or the other things of krishna who is satchidananda vigraha they will become free from their sins whether thinking of him as their worshipable lord or an enemy because of constantly thinking of him they will regain their spiritual bodies so here the lord is described as satchidananda vigraha that means he is full of divine bliss constantly 24 bar 7 there is no such thing as he is going away from it he is constantly in that state now at such a point in time just just like a person keeps on looking at an object you know there is this kida which we have done in uh, is the 24th guru of datatre uh, the same kida is used over here he keeps on looking at that other object outside and finally he is afraid of that object so he keeps on looking at it finally what happens after many many months or many days maybe he turns into that creature so what happens is if a person who has con- continuous hatred for the divine or continuous love for the divine he is going to start becoming like the divine itself so he become he merges with the divine that is the reason why it is mentioned that similarly in a conditioned soul somehow or the other those who think of krishna those who think of krishna or the divine lord what happens to them they with their hatred they start becoming one with him all right <coughs> and they will retain their spiritual bodies what does this mean by the spiritual body what does we have our own bodies which are the five bodies that we carry with us which are physical bodies physical bodies in the form of food body mind body intellectual body so on and so forth so what is this body which is called the spiritual body spiritual body is beyond this body that which takes us in the domain of the spirit remember we are spirit and the normal body spirit and this body so what happens is when the divine lord is sending the spirit in us we have life all right now what happens is those who are continuously hating the lord their spirit body has disappeared like you have in in the uh, you know in some of the movies that are there like all these you know twilight and all that when those who have seen twilight you will find that the bodies which these people operate with are basically like a zombie you know like they don't have anything in them there are no spirits in them the body is operating because of hatred because of external manifestation of certain other entity which might have i know entered them you will find that there are those kind of you know ghosts which enter a human being and the human being behaves like a ghost in uh, so many books of ours we have done this story 
even in tripura rasyam we have seen that a ghost enters a particular body and he uses the body for the purpose of whatever he wants to do he wants to destroy people he does that one second huh? you see even in one of the stories where you will find that the brothers five brothers pandavas they have gone to this lake and all the brothers get eaten up by this ghost we have read this story before so they get eaten up by this ghost and those who have seen the mahabharata serial they have they know the story very well so finally yudhishthir goes over there and then the ghost says i want to eat you up it's a brahmana's ghost a brahmin who has done some something terribly wrong like say for example in in hinduism we say if you kill the cow if you kill your guru or something like that you know so the person who is over there is just a shell and the ghost is there inside of that and that is what is driving the body so what happens in this all these evil creatures which are there who hate god they do not have what is called as a spirit body a spiritual body the spiritual body has gone away from them and they have become like zombies or like demons or devils you know those kind of stuff they are there in them and they hate god to the highest and because they hate god to the highest finally what happens is they get regain their spiritual bodies once they are in connect with the divine all right so that is what it means many persons many many persons have attained liberation simply by thinking of krishna with great attention and giving up sinful activities this great attention may be due to lusty desires inimical feelings fear affection or devotional service i shall now explain how one receives krishna's mercy simply by concentrating one's mind upon him so when you have one of these qualities associated with krishna it is called devotional aspect now what are the qualities he says this great attention may be due to lusty desires you want to make love to krishna that is one basically you are interested in having sexual activities with krishna now this why is this mentioned as the topmost over here is because you will find that the gopis gopis associated with krishna were associated with him in the lusty desires as well all the gopis ye 16108 wives they are all connected to him actually the 16108 wives are not concerned that much with lust but the gopis are concerned so all the gopis in the world that were there at that point in time they were lusting for krishna and that is the reason why they became one with him then inimical feelings those who have hatred towards him who had hatred towards him people like ha huh? yeah shishupal is one of them you will find that sridama Shridama has the highest of hatred towards him. Even Sudama was there. Then, uh, this, uh, what is his name? Kamsa. 
Kamsa was there. Then uh, there was uh, Abhimanyu or his name. He had two names by the way. Abhimanyu was one and the other one was Ayan. The husband of, of uh, Radha had the highest hatred for him. In Golok Vrindavan, he was the highest devotee of him, by the way. <laughs> Hiranyakashap and Hiranyaksha and all these people are also concerned. Dantavakra is also there. They had the highest of hatred, inimical feelings. So much of hatred that you cannot imagine. Fear. Fear, we live in fear of the divine. You see, 90% of the people in the world are afraid of God. Because what happens is they are always put in fear. You have to be afraid of God. Fear God. Then only you will be with Him. Why is the fear put in a person? The fear is put in a person so that he does not do what is called as a adharmic type of things. He doesn't get involved in adharma. Got it? So that is the reason why fear is a very important factor. You see, when you are afraid of your teacher, you do your homework properly. See today, now nobody is afraid of me. So that is why they all take dandy. <laughs> so no attendance also. If, if somebody was afraid of me, then they will ensure that, you know, the, all the things, they will see to it that they are present. One of the most important factors is when something is given free, you know, we think that it is our prerogative whether we have to take it or not. You know, suppose you are going out somewhere and somebody is giving you a, a can of, uh, say, a, a tin of uh, some maybe uh, curd or something like that free. is distributing on the road. Now, you have your prerogative. Should I take it or not? So what happens to the person is, the person is, he has got the choice, should I or shouldn't I? The choice is there. But now when you are paid in advance for that course or for that dai or whatever, are you not going to ensure that you go and get it? So that is the reason why it's important, you know, in most of the cases that there is a fear factor involved. Your money will go. If you don't go to the theatre, you have booked a ticket and it may be minus 12 degrees also, you will have to end up going over there. <laughs> because why? Because Got it? And that is the reason why a man goes and does things. But if he has not paid for it or if there is no such obligation on his part to do, he is least bothered about it. So that is the reason why in, uh, in one of the very, very beautiful books of uh, Swami Rama, Okay, Swami Rama has gone to New York City and he has a free satsang and not a single person attends it. So next time he meets this guy and this person tells him, you know, you should never give anything free to any any person, especially Americans. Okay, you have to charge for it and fully charge for it. So... He says, the cost of the hall is so much, the cost of this is so much. You stay in this five-star hotel, the cost of that also you include in this. And he makes a package and he says, a great guru from India has come and he has a satsang in that place. The place is overflowing with people. People have bought tickets to come and see this thing. 
Swami Rama is very happy. He gives a very fantastic lecture over there. And after three or four hours of satsang, he then says, now I should go to my room. And then everybody goes away from there. So he goes to the reception. And the receptionist keeps a very big bill in front of him. So he says, what happened? He says, uh, you know what? You have to pay for the hotel room and the hall and uh, everything over here. He says, but we have collected money. Uh, the, my manager who is there, he will give you. Oh, that person, he has run away with your money. <laughs> so this, this is how USA treats uh, Swami Rama. So right on the first day, he meets a con man who shows him the method of getting people but himself runs away with all the money that was collected at that point in time. So Swami Rama is then forced to pay the money from somewhere or the other. He takes money from here, there, somewhere and pays for the hall and the room that he has not even stayed in. <laughs> so this is how the story is. So you have to charge for it. You have to, you have to consider the value. You consider it as valuable only when you pay for certain things. You know that? It's very very important that we should understand this. When you pay for something, you will understand. If you don't pay for it, you think it is free. Babkamal, you know. Like <laughs> so that is why. Anyway, coming back to this subject. Affection or devotional service. When you have affection towards the divine. Affection in what kind of affection? Like a mother. You know, like how mother has affectionate towards a child. So she treats the child, uh, the Lord as the child. You will find that Mother Mary is also a very great example. Joseph, also a very great example. Or you can have brotherly or sisterly feelings also. You will find that Judas, one of the brothers of Christ, was one of his greatest devotees of all times. We always mix up that Judas with this Judas. Unfortunately, both are named the same. I think that must have been a very uh, you know, common name during that time. One of his greatest devotees is also another Judas, by the way. So, <laughs> again we mix up that Judas with that Judas. It's the same thing like Mary is such a common name. There are so many Marys in, uh, in Bible that you cannot even imagine. There is one Mary who is his mother. There is one Mary who is his sister also, by the way. And there is one Mary who meets him in uh, Galilee. There is one Mary who comes and wipes her with her hair, her, his feet. Okay, and then there is one Mary who is uh, standing outside his uh, tomb. All these are different Marys, they are not one and the same. Mary of Magdalene is not the same. This is just called Mary Magdalene because she is from a place called Magdala. <laughs> but we all mix up all the Marys together, we can't do that. So the, the brotherly or the sisterly love is also there. Okay, so that kind of affection. And devotional service. Devotional service of the highest kind is like Mirabai. You know, Mirabai, Tukaram or those kind of people. They are completely immersed in the Lord. So these kind of services can be there. So now we are going to understand how these different different things work. So let us see. My dear King Yudhishthi, the group gopis by their lusty desires, Kamsa by the fear. I think we just discussed this thing. Okay. Shishupal and other kings by envy. The Yadus with their familial relationship with Krishna and Pandavas by your great affection for Krishna and we the general devotees by our devotional service have obtained the mercy of Krishna. Exactly the same, same people that we were discussing about is the 
Uh, this is the one which is mentioned over here. The highest love, lust for Krishna, they just want to have sex with him. Okay? That is only gopis. Every gopi in this world wants to do that. <laughs> the second one is Kamsa. He hates Krishna like nobody's business because he thinks he's going to take over, absorb the kingdom and so on and so forth. Shishupal by envy. Yadus. Yadus are the Yadu Vansh. Vansh Vansh means the family, the group of people that come together. So they are having this kind of familial relationship, family type of a relationship. Pandavas with great affection. Pandavas had great affection for Krishna. And we, the general devotees. So the, all, the rest of them who are listening to the stories are called general devotees. Somehow or the other, one must consider the form of Krishna very seriously. Then by one of the five different processes mentioned above, one can return home back to Godhead. Atheists like Kring Vena, however, being unable to think of Krishna's form in any of these five ways, cannot attain salvation. Therefore, one must somehow think of Krishna, whether in a friendly way or an inimical way. So, whether you like it or not, one of these five methods you have to try out. Okay? So, you can try out whichever method that you feel you are comfortable with. You don't have to. You can hate Krishna to the highest. Does not matter. You will still reach Him. At least you will keep on thinking of Him. Of course, there are lots of people who hate Krishna even today. Alright? Because they have certain things to get out of Him. So, they do hate Him. And there are some who love Him the most. There are some who have different kinds of inner relationships like a relative kind of a relationship. It's okay. Does not really matter. Whichever kind of relationship that you have for Sri Krishna, it's okay. Alright? But only there are certain people who can try their level best to think of Krishna and they can't think of him. So such type of people have a problem. So Narad Muni continued, O best of Pandavas, your two cousins, Shishupala and Dantavakra, the sons of your maternal aunt, were formerly associates of Lord Vishnu. But because they were cursed by Brahmanas, they fell from Vaikuntha to this material world. So we are going to start another story where maybe how Shishupala and Dantavakra who are related to Pandavas. Pandavas because the story is being told to Parikshit. Remember this. Okay. So how did they come about is what we are going to discuss maybe. Maharaj Yudhishthir inquired what kind of great curse would affect such even liberated Vishnu Bhaks? <laughs> And what sort of a person could curse even the Lord's associates? For unflinching devotee of the Lord to fall again on this material world is impossible. I cannot believe this. A Yudhishthir has a question which is very valid. You know what? If one person loves Krishna in a particular way and another person loves Krishna in another particular way, why is one person who is a devotee of Lord in a one particular way cursing another person who is a devotee in another particular way? So why would say, let us say, for example, a gopi who is lusting for Krishna hate, say, the mother of Krishna, like, you, you know, Yashoda. Why should she hate that? So this is a very big question which Parikshit has. Why should one person curse another person or say something bad about that other person? So, the bodies of the inhabitants of Vaikuntha are completely spiritual and having nothing to do with the material bodies, senses or life air. Therefore, kindly explain how associates of the personality of Godhead were cursed to descend in material bodies like ordinary people. So, Yudhishthir is asking this question. Uh, sorry, um, Parikshit is asking this question. He is asking, 
everybody stays in Goloka. All these people, by the way, all this full gang of people, whether it is uh, Arjuna also or Dantavakra or whoever, I, I just need Okay, so why? Why is it that this is having a problem? You know, what is this problem? People from the same domain, they have come on earth, taking different bodies, and why are they hating each other so much? That is the question. Oh, great Saint Na- the great Saint Narada said, once upon a time when there were four sons of Lord Brahma named Sanaka, Sanadana, Sanatana and Sanat Kumar were wandering through the three worlds, they came by choice to Vishnu Lok. We are starting the story why this whole thing has started. You know where? The two Dwarpals. Dwarpals is it? Uh, we have two sentries. You know, the sentries are standing over there. Although these four great sages were older than Brahma's other sons like Marichi, they appeared like small naked children, only five or six years old. When Jaya and Vijaya saw them trying to re-enter Vaikuntha Loka, these two gatekeepers, thinking them ordinary children, forbade them to enter. Thus checked by the doorkeepers, Jaya and Vijaya. I, you, this story you know, so I am not uh, repeating it over here. He, basically, Krishna was sporting with his wives in the or whatever he was doing over there. And naturally, Jaya Vijaya is keeping guard and the four children, they actually sages, they have come over there. So Jaya Vijaya, the people, uh, they do not allow these children to enter. So thus checked by the doorkeeper Jaya Vijaya, Sanadhan and other great sages very angrily curse them. You two foolish doorkeepers, they said, being agitated by material qualities of passion and ignorance, you are unfit to live in the shelters of Madhu Dvisa. That is the lotus feet Madhu Madhu is also the name Madhu, Madhusudan also the name of the divine lord so where this is a this is a place which is full of honey so it's also mentioned like that lotus feet which are free from such modes it would be better for you to go immediately to the material world and take your birth in the family of most sinful Asuras. When Jaya Vijaya, thus cursed by the sages, were fallen to the material world, they were addressed as follows by the same sages who are very kind to them. O doorkeeper, after three births, you will be able to return to a position in Vaikuntha and then the duration of the curse would have ended. So they have to take three births simultaneously, one after the other. Ek ho gaya ke dusra, dusra ho gaya ke dusra, like that, you know. <laughs> the two associates of the Lord, Jaya and Vijaya, later descended to the material world, taking birth as two sons of Diti, Hiranyakashap being the elder and Hiranyaksha the younger. They were very much respected by the Daityas and the Danavas, that is a demonic species. Appearing as Narsimha Dev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Hari killed Hiranyakashap. When the Lord believed, delivered the planet Earth, which had fallen into the Garbhagdoka ocean, Hiranyaksha tried to hinder him and then the Lord as Varaha killed Hiranyaksha. This is a short form of the stories. Desire to kill the son Prahlad, who was a great devotee of the Lord Vishnu, Hiranyakashya tortured him in many ways. The Lord, the super soul of the living entities is sober. 
peaceful and equal to everyone since the great devotee Prahlad <coughs> was protected by the Lord's potency. Hiranyakashyap was a unable to kill him in spite of endeavouring to do so in various ways. Therefore, thereafter the same Jaya Vijaya, the two doorkeepers of Lord Vishnu, took birth as Ravana and Kumbhakarna, begotten by Vishrava in the womb of Keshini. They were extremely troublesome to all the people of the universe. Narad Munan continued, My dear king, just to relieve Jaya and Vijaya of the Brahmana's curse, Lord Ramchandra appeared in order to kill Ravana and Kumbhakarna. It will be better for you to hear narrations about Lord Ramchandra's activity from Markandeya Muni. In their third birth, the same Jaya and Vijaya appeared in the family of Kshatriyas of your cousins, the sons of your aunt. Because Lord Krishna had struck them with his disc, all their sinful reactions have been destroyed and now they are free from the curse. These true associates of Lord Vishnu, Rijaya Vijaya, maintaining a feeling of enmity for a very long time. Because of always thinking of Krishna in this way, they regained the shelter of the Lord, having returned home back to Godhead. Maharaj Yudhishthir inquired, O my Lord, Narad Muni, why was there such an enmity between Hiranyakashyap and his beloved son Prahlad Maharaj? How did Prahlad Maharaj become such a great devotee of Lord Krishna? Kindly explain this to me. So, we have come to the end of this chapter. Uh, we have time, we can continue. Okay. So, we are doing chapter 2. This is a story of Hiranyakashyap. The King of the Demons is in Canto 7 of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So we will continue the story of Hiranyakashap, the King of Demons. Narad Muni said, My dear King Yudhishthir, when Lord Vishnu in the form of Varaha, the boar, killed Hiranyaksha, Hiranyaksha's brother Hiranyakashap was extremely angry and began to lament. So we are taking up the story from Diti's sons, two sons are there, Hiranyaksha is there and Hiranyakashap is there. The earth which was inundated by water, okay, and uh, Lord comes and saves him from the clutches of Hiranyaksha. Now Hiranyaksha is dead, so now we have his brother Hiranyakashyap taking the charge. Filled with rage and biting his lips, Hiranyakashyap gazed at the sky with eyes that blazed in anger, making the whole sky smoky. Thus he began to speak, exhibiting his terrible teeth. Fierce glance and frowning eyebrows, terrible to see, he took up the weapons, a trident, and thus began speaking to his associate, the assembled demons. O Danavas and Daityas, O Dvimudra, Trakshya, Sambara and Satbahu, O Haigriv, Namuchi, Paka, Ilwala, O Viparachiti, Puloman, Sakuna and other demons, all of you kindly hear me attentively and then act according to my words without delay. So now he is gathering his forces. What are his forces? These are the various forces that are there. You will find that these are basically different kinds of demons that exist in this world. So he's gathered all of them together. They're going to be a part of his gang. Okay? And now they are going to wreak havoc on this universe. My insignificant enemies, the demigods, have combined to kill my very dear and obedient well-wisher, my brother Hiranyaksha. Although the Supreme Lord Vishnu is always equal to both of us, namely the demigods and the demons, this time has become devotedly worshipped by the demigods. He has taken their sides and helped them kill Hiranyaksha. So they have killed Hiranyaksha, which we have already done so far. 
the supreme personality of godhead has given up his natural tendency of equality towards demons and demigods how does one person look at at krishna he always thinks you know that krishna is partial to one and he is partial to another you know like oh that person is close to him and this person is not so he is giving more emphasis on this person and not in this person this is this is how people think or he is angry on one and he is very loving and kind to another one we always look at it from that point of view so we think that god is partial always there is no such thing as partiality over there he is having equanimity whereas he is concerned with everybody he doesn't have partiality anywhere although he is a supreme person now influenced by maya he is assumed the form of a boar to please his devotees the demigod just as a restless child leans towards someone i shall therefore sever vishnu's head from his trunk by my trident and with the profuse blood from his body i shall please my brother hiranyaksha who was so fond of sucking blood thus shall i to be peaceful all right so what hiranyakashyap says to all his danavas he's gathered all of them and he's saying i will cut off the head of the lord so that my brother can drink from his blood brother is already dead by the way when the root of the tree is cut and the tree falls down its branches and twigs automatically dry up similarly when i have killed the diplomatic vishnu the demigods for whom lord vishnu is the life and the soul will lose their source of life and wither away so he's got a very great sense of you know logic in his mind so he says you know just like we can cut off a branch of a tree and all the leaves and everything on that branch will get cut off and they will die similarly in the same way uh, <laughs> if i cut off my vishnu then what happens all the demigods associated with him will all come to an end while i am engaged in the business of killing lord vishnu go down to the planet earth which is flourishing due to brahmanical curse and a kshatriya government these people engage in austerity sacrifice vedic study regulative vows and charity destroy all the people thus engaged so what is he is he is drawing a plan a master plan of how he can take charge of this universe they are cutting grass so that is the reason why the noise is there <laughs> and machine is there no they are using it so all that background music is going on uh, we'll do up to i think uh, up to here only because there's too much of noise down here the person is, is hmm. so the basic principles of brahmanical culture is to satisfy lord vishnu the personification of sacrificial and ritualistic ceremonies lord vishnu is the personified reservoir of all the religious principles and he is the shelter of all the demigods the great pitas and the people in general when the brahmanas are killed no one will exist to encourage the kshatriyas to perform yagyas and thus the demigods not being appeased by yagya will automatically die i think we'll stop over here because there's too much of noise around so i think we'll take it up the next week all right uh, it's just cutting over here only near my ear <laughs> so we'll stop over here okay